What's up, y'all? It's Myron. And Alisa. Welcome to Pillow Talk and Prayer. Happy New Year. It is 2023. We're so excited for the new year. We um, are excited to be back um, to talk with you guys again, obviously, to share our heart, to be transparent, to be open. As usual, tonight's topic is one a topic that we're very familiar with um not very familiar with <laughs> but uh, familiar enough with familiar with and when i say very familiar i guess i can say like we've gone through this we've been through this uh obstacle and it's an obstacle that we overcame it's an obstacle that um brought us closer together um, and we are so grateful for that we definitely want to just give a disclaimer in the beginning of this episode tonight. Yes. Um, please, please, please. Um, if you know someone who is having issues in their marriage, if you know someone who's having, um, challenges, um, in their marriage, this is the time that you want to possibly offer this, um, recording tonight. Um, my wife is, and, and, and I are both going to deal with the topic. Um, but we believe that tonight will prayerfully bring healing, bring hope, um, bring even deliverance. Um, because the enemy's devices is to, um, destroy marriage. It is to tear apart the original blueprint of building family and building marriage. And so, we tonight definitely uh, want to confront um, the enemy's devices, his tactics, his schemes, and his plans um, yes. to show him that he is not right. There is redemption. There is love. There is compassion. You can make it through just about anything. And when I say just about anything, this is 99.9. The 1% is us, our ill ability and our desire not to make it through it. And I said the 99 is him working through us. But the 1% is us oftentimes wanting to give up, throw in the towel, walk away, believing that there's no hope. All of the things that we are challenged and faced with. And so. Um, again, happy new year. Welcome to 2023. Um, we pray that this year would be a year like no other and that you would see every, um, goal and, um, every objective of your life that you set before a God and you've prayed over and you've declared the word of God over. We want to see you flourish. We want to see you grow. We want to see you develop. We want to see you build. We want to see, um, your dreams and passions, um, come to pass, come to flourishing. And so, um, tonight's topic is. It is adultery. Dun, dun, dun. What's next? That is the topic that we are going to talk about. Uh, I saw a post, I believe it was on Instagram, and it was talking about how people have normalized adultery. And at first, I was just going to kind of swipe by it, but then I really started to think, we do have to stop casually normalizing adultery. Adultery, excuse me, as if it's normal because it's not. It's many things, but normal isn't a thing that it should be classified as. And I started to think about movies and TV shows, how you see so much 
adultery, so much cheating, so much infidelity, and it's kind of just casually done. Nobody thinks about it. And if someone you do see speaks up about it, they're kind of hushed and silenced. You don't understand, you know, you don't know what I'm going through and different things like that. But as someone who was married, I can see that mindset, the way I grew up. But now I'm, no, we're not going to do that. And this is one of the reasons why we thought this topic would be a great way to start off the new year, because we have to stop letting things slide, letting things be done so casual, normalizing things that should not be normalized. And adultery is one of those things. Adultery is a diabolical assignment to deteriorate the fundamental journey and process of marriage. Everything about adultery screams, I don't want to be in a place of unity. And it starts with not dealing with internal issues before you enter into marriage. And even when you enter into marriage, we have to be very honest Marriage is not this cookie cutter journey. It's going to be growth. It's going to be development. It's going to be building. It's going to be, you know, days that you got to put on um, your big girl drawers and your big boy underwear and get out and work and build and love. And you're going to, there's, I don't believe we can adequately say that, oh, there's just perfect marriages. You know, I've heard couples say, hey, listen, we've never had an argument. And that's, Kudos, like, thank you. What did you do? What are you doing? Um, but we have to be honest. For example, me and my wife, we're type A people. We are the epitome of alpha on both sides of the scale. <laughs> we're alphas. We naturally are. And when we first got married, there was an issue of submission for both of us. Now let's go back. As we said in the, one of the beginning episodes, we went through marriage counseling. We went through extensive unfolding and unveiling things that we were challenged and dealing with, um, in many different ways. And so we have to be very honest and we have to be very transparent. Like we're not perfect. Um, not at all. You know, when no one is is, right. And so when we came to the doorway of having to deal with this, um, this infidelity and and adultery, um, it was insecurities. There were, and I'm not making an excuse. I'm explaining what I was dealing with as a man. Like I had some issues internally in me that were unresolved, that were not dealt with. And I did not value, um, excuse me, I did not value what was right before me. And I decided as, as a, as a man that I was going to do something outside of what I knew was right. Raised in the church my entire life, had seen my mom married, had seen what to do, what not to do. And no people that were married and knew had many examples, but because of pride and because of a blatant just disrespect i decided to go out and do something um this was what second year marriage 
Yes. Our second year marriage, you know, I still, I was young. I was 23 coming into being 24, 24 going into 25, one or the other. Um, and my wife, um, had to deal with, um, my ignorance and my blatant disrespect. Thank God we moved through this journey. It took us time. Do not get it twisted. It took healing. It took prayer. And I'll never forget that night we were at our pastor's house. Holy Spirit was like, ask your, your spiritual mom for, um, a bucket of water. And I was like, what? <laughs> a bucket of water. And I got that bucket of water. And the moment I began to explain what Holy Spirit wanted me to do, there was this, I mean, a wind of God that came that night Mm -hmm. that, oh my God, it was, it was life changing. And I began to wash my wife's feet. And as I was washing her feet, she's crying. I'm crying and the word of the Lord is being declared over our marriage and I'm repenting and asking my wife, babe, like, I'm I'm sorry. Can you like, like it was just, it was so many things that took place in that moment, but it was a divine moment with God that God was like, here's another chance is what I felt like. Mm -hmm. Um, because let's be honest, husbands, the Bible tells us, that we are to take care of our wives and love our wives um, as Christ loves the church. And so um, me making sure that I did my due diligence to repair through the wisdom of God, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, this void, this vacancy in my wife's heart that has come out of my blatant disrespect and disregard for our union. God had to take me through this thing strategically. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, honey, how, you know, what are your thoughts? How do you feel about? Well, I love the example in the intro that you just did, the way you took accountability Because I think that when the topic of adultery comes in, it's a lot of finger pointing and blaming that stuff and not so much accountability from each partner, because there is a reason why these things happen Mm -hmm. outside of, you know, just demonic forces and Satan. But, you know, the number one thing is adultery is sinful. Mm hmm. It's sinful, it's selfish, it separates. You know, the Bible talks about when we get married, how the two become one. Right. But adultery does cause separation. It does. It does physically, emotionally, spiritually. It stains the relationship between a husband and wife and it stresses the home environment. And I know that you mentioned about the enemy's plan on an attacks on marriage adultery kind of embodies all of those things into just one act. And it's almost a domino effect where the act doesn't just stop at that moment of interaction or intimacy. It trickles down and it causes the effect to multiply in several areas. And by all means, we're not making excuses for people. We're not making excuses for ourselves. We're just discussing the reality 
of what adultery is. And there must be a sacredness. There must be security. There must be self-control, submission, which you touched on, and safety found in every godly marriage. And adultery literally creates the opposite. So we can't normalize the behavior of adultery and just say, I hear a lot of people say it was a mistake. It only happened once. We can't call it a mistake. We have to call it what it is. And it is a choice. Definitely. You you get to a point where you do have to make a choice. Do I stop? Do I go further? Do I continue? Do I even put myself in a position? And that is one thing that when we went through what we went through in the beginning of our relationship, our marriage, excuse me, we never talked about why. We kind of just talked about what happened and how to move forward. Mm -hmm. But I believe the why is so important because even outside of the area of adultery, when we're just coming to God and we're, you know, repenting, renouncing, seeking restoration, one of the first things we have to do is confess Mm -hmm. before we can repent, before we can forgive, before we can heal. Mm-hmm. We have to confess. And that why is part of that confession. So I know we talked about it in, I believe, our second episode, three key things in a marriage, which was one, intimacy, two, finances, and three, communication. Yes. That communication is a part of the why. And we can't dilute. We can't negate. We can't try to override steps just to get to an end mark when those little steps in between, they really do make all the difference. Mm -hmm. When I look at our situation and and I can only talk about us, uh, we open doors in so many different areas of our marriage because we were trying to resolve pains and traumas that we had that were unresolved. Also, we were on different levels. We were 100% different levels. You know, even though... Total polar opposites. (laughs) Even though you're younger than I am by a few years, uh, during that time, you actually had a a relationship with God. I did. Yes, it wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. Yes, it wasn't where it is today. No. uh, Just due to (laughs) immaturity. Hallelujah. (laughs) But... You know, you, you at least had a relationship. You at least had a foundation. Whereas I was coming into our marriage and I really did not have a relationship with God. I knew of him, but I didn't know him. So not only were we trying to find our way being young, mm-hmm. not only were we trying to find our way being newlyweds, we were trying to find our way in just... God himself. Yes. You were trying to show me so much and teach me so much just to get me to a place that you were um, spiritually. And I was still trying to, you know, let go of the world, let go of my past, let go of being single. A lot of people bring in so much into their marriage and it's not talked about enough. There are some things we have to let go. And I think because we didn't let go of some things that we should have let go, just out of ignorance, not knowing, immaturity, and 
some other reasons that caused that doorway to adultery to be open and to not be taken seriously. Absolutely. Um, we definitely had so many things that we brought into our marriage that in reality we should have let go. Um, if we could go back and do it all over again, probably would do it 100% different. However, I understand that trauma, pain, and the, the anguish that we face, the trials that we face prepared us for where we are today. Cause now we're able to look at certain things differently. You know, the enemy does stupid stuff all the time and we laugh. We've had, we sit in the car and laugh like somebody will hit on my wife in like a restaurant and we both crack up because we're looking like the, the <laughs> devil, devil, you're dumb, devil, you're stupid because that's not something that even vice versa, a woman will say something or make a, a suggestion and we both laugh because the enemy is very cunning. He's very, 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 very poor at being able to effectively get you off course because he'll use the same tactics. And it's like, no, fam, we came, we overcame this one already. Like, this is not something that the enemy is able to take hold and, and bring back around again and say, okay, you in a weak place. Uh, let me distract you by bringing in these, uh, different distractions. And I want to deal with this before my wife, uh, goes even deeper in this. Um, men or women, let me make this clear. Marriage is not deliverance. Marriage is not an excuse for you to steal. Marriage is not going to heal your issue um, with uh, pornography. Marriage is not going to fix your lust problem. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Marriage is not going to put a band-aid or fix your lust issue. You must deal with this issue immediately marriage is not just the premise of you about to just be sleeping together all the time like rabbits we got life work children things gonna happen and so i want to make this very clear intimacy is a very key important part of marriage but it is not um we cannot create marriage as the safeguard for our inability to go through deliverance and get free and deal with the matters of our heart. Pornography is a very detrimental thing to marriage. Let me make this very clear. I know the world has told you it is okay. I want to tell you today that that is a lie. Coming, speaking from a place of experience, bringing certain things into, and then we throw up the scripture. Well, you know, this Bible says man, man bed is undefiled. Bringing pornography, and we don't have time to get in that tonight. I'm not going to open that door, but I want to make it very clear tonight that pornography will desensitize you and cause you to put demands and expectations in your marriage that are unrealistic. Hear me tonight. Do not fall for that trap. It's a trap. I'm telling you it's a trap. Don't fall for it. It's coming from somebody who's been there, done that. 
It's a trap of the enemy to make you think that it's something that's just, oh, you know, it's okay if you do it. But no, the the devil is a liar. Hear me. You must become retrained in your mind, retrained in your soul and really give yourself to God and allow uh, uh, every doorway, every thought that would acknowledge itself above God, that would pollute and taint your marriage. You must lay them down before God. That's so true. It even talks about it in the Bible. It says, but I say to you, anyone who looks on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. So people do things um, like watch pornography and they think that maybe that's an alternative. You know, technically I'm not cheating, but the Bible talks about once you can just lust after somebody, just the thoughts of what is in your heart is actually held accountable and to the weight as if you already did it. Um, the Bible even talks, Matthew 25, excuse me, Matthew 5, 27 says, your ancestors have been taught never commit adultery. Adultery is mentioned all throughout the Bible. It's mentioned as one of the three sins that you must absolutely avoid. Talks about it in Exodus uh, 20, talks about it in Leviticus 20 about adultery being one of the three alongside of idolatry and murder because adultery is considered a great sin. Mm-hmm. It mentions that in Genesis uh, and we have to maintain a primary bond with our spouse. It's essential just because of how God looks at the covenant of marriage. So adultery in its regard, in its whole act is just bad. That's why we have to stop normalizing it. And there are different types of adultery. You can, you know, the Bible just talked about in your heart, there's visual, visual adultery, mental adultery, where you can just think about somebody. It's still held to the same standard. You can um, lust after someone and lusting doesn't always have to be in a retrospect to intimacy. Mm-hmm. You can just have such a desire for someone. Um, or something. Yes. I remember you tell someone saying to you one day, you know, I just love the sound of your voice. And I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Well, Mm-mm. that's <laughs> just the way you're saying it. Pause. It's just <laughs> inappropriate. It should make you question. I know you lie. <laughs> just what's coming out of your mouth. I was like, wait a minute. What? Huh? But see, the enemy, Lord Jesus, God, that individual, though, that, that I just love the sound of your voice. The enemy is so cunning because a person who is not settled in God, who doesn't know their identity in him, that kind of and, and you have like that void, that that need for to hear things like that, that can pull you out of perspective and out of alignment from God's initial intent for your life because your ears are itching for an accolade or somebody to give you a pat on the back and to tell and then now all of a sudden you've opened the door to something that is unholy and and it, it bring, listen, it drains you and it pulls you down this rabbit hole of, of deception. And let me say this. The enemy will always present to you something good. Something that seems good. But what? And it's not always good. L- listen. And I'm going to sidebar just for a moment oh, no, you're right fine. there. I remember um, being a little younger 
And I joke about it now. Like God will give you things that you don't need just to show you that it's not what you thought. And I remember being like, God, I really just, I really just want this was, I wasn't really saved. So, you know, my God, I just want a sugar daddy. I just want somebody to take care of me and I don't have to worry about these things because you see that all around. Mm -hmm. And God was, I say, ever so kind. He was ever so kind to allow that doorway to open. And when I got in that situation, I was like, Lord, this is not it. No, this is not what I want. This is not what I need. And I laugh now. My God, you're so funny. You did that (laughs) to show me that what I thought I wanted, I didn't. And you said, you know, if you're not settled in in who you are, you can hear something like, I just love your voice. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why people actually cheat ego boosting. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons I love our relationship. Because you always tell me you're beautiful. You're sexy. You look good in that. I like your hair like that. And I'm like, hey. So I don't have to hear that from anyone else. I can even hear it from someone else now. And I look at them like, "Uh -uh." uh-uh. I feel some type of way. Why are you saying that to me? Mm -hmm. No. And there are several reasons why people... Allow that doorway to adultery, to open, lack of affection. That's Mm -hmm. why you have to love on purpose. And we're going to do an episode about loving on purpose. Yes. uh, Very soon. But that's one of the reasons people feel a lack of affection. They feel like their spouse is not available emotionally. Mm -hmm. That's why communication is so important. Intimacy is so important. People open that doorway because they feel lonely or neglected. That's why you have to love on purpose. There Mm -hmm. are things that we do that we don't always feel like doing, but we do them because we understand the importance of loving on purpose. Listen, I don't want to get up every morning and take my daughter to school, but hey, I do it so my husband can rest. And there are days where I might be extremely tired he'll get up and he'll take her. He might not want to, but he understands, hey, I have to do this for the team. It's about the family. It's about my marriage. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. It, It's it's extremely important to understand that marriage is, and we use the term give and take, but marriage is all in. Uh, The give and take thing, throw that out the window. Marriage is all in. It, mm-hmm. It's all in every aspect, every area, every door. It's all in either way. And so we have to really, really understand that um, we have to be willing to go all in um, in many aspects of our marriage. Um, in marriage, you just have to sometimes it's just it's extra. You got to sacrifice. And so even though with the topic uh, of adultery, um, you know, it's something that I saw the other day on Instagram was an individual, a celebrity said that it was comfortable for them to cheat on their spouse because they were paying all the bills. That is the absolute stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. It is. Like, what? There's no point being married. At this point, what's the point? You know, and so the world has has, has, has consistently demonstrated um, this 
attack against union, a man and a, and a woman, um, you know, we, we, we know the agendas that are going on in the world today. And so the enemy has been very cunning and, and, and crafty. Um, you know, even like now, like polygamy is a huge thing. I can tell you, I don't know. I didn't know nothing about polygamy until about two years ago. I was like, wait, they doing what they did in the Old Testament? And it's become this thing like, oh, well, you know, we're going to add this extra person to our relationship because this person can help with the kids and this person could do all of these variations of things. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Pause. We're now adding to, to our marriage and our union an extra individual for the simple support of help. No, and for us, someone with three small children, um, in the world, I can see, okay, well, if we just had an extra set of hands, but the reality is, if we would just do a little bit more, mm -hmm. if we would talk about what we need mm -hmm. more, yeah. things become a lot easier. If one thing the pandemic has showed us it is that there can be times where there are not any people around. Mm -hmm. There are times where it is just you. Yeah. And that actually made our family stronger mm -hmm. because now we talk more about what we need. We always say in the rent house, it's for the family. Mm -hmm. It's for the family. So my daughter knows, hey, I got to clean up my room. Why? Because it helps the family. It's just something easy and simple to show that we are one unit. It's not just about me. It's not just about her. It's not just about him. But now it's about all of us. Definitely. And it it really helped. I could be sweeping the floor and now she'll run over with a dustpan. I can help you, mom. Right. There are things I want to help her with. Let me button your sweater. I got it, mom. Because she understands, even at such a young age, that even the smallest bit of help tremendously does a lot. Definitely. So I do want to just talk about a little segue here. Adultery and how it affects the union. My husband, let's be a little transparent, as we mentioned throughout sporadically, we had adultery within our marriage. Mm -hmm. There was a time simultaneously where we both stepped out on each other. So I'm going to ask my husband, how did adultery affect the person who was cheated on? Meaning, how were you affected or how do you think a person who was cheated on is affected by adultery? I can truly say that it affected everything. Okay. It affected my thought process. It affected my ability to function, operate. I just, because I'm a lover, like I, you know, I pour all my love. Like it, if I'm invested, I'm invested. Okay. And I just became affected mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And I cannot 
it would be easy to make the assumption or the excuse. I did what I did because you did. That's a piss poor excuse. I did what I did because I, instead of me going to God, mm. because yes, I was raised in a church, but religion, oh God, religion, I can't get into it because it'll take me on a bunny trail, but religion. So yes, I was raised in a church my whole life, but I went to the club, I partied, I did all the stuff I shouldn't have done, whatever, rah, rah, rah. But the reality was, and speaking to your point, I cannot say, well, what you did is the reason I did what I did. No, I should have went to God and laid down my concerns and my worries and my issues before him and say, God, I'm struggling with this. She, this, I know this happened. We talked about it. I'm aware. No, I just took it into my own hands and I wanted to respond believing that what I'm going to do, I'm going to get, get back. I'm going to try to hurt you. In reality, it hurt me more because mm. I almost lost everything. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's just the truth. It, it affected everything for me because I love my wife. Like this woman means to me outside of my relationship with God, my children, my biological mom, my family, like my wife is the, she helps life flow easier. Again, I don't put my wife above God, but I definitely, my wife is once my relationship with God and my prayer life and all the things that I need to do and, and focus and give God my undivided attention and, and go after him with all I have. And then I do my portion and my part and my life according to God's standard and call for me and what I'm supposed to do when I, when the, when at the end of the day, he placed this woman in my life to help navigate through things that I've had to navigate through. And to know that I was about to lose it all, my God, wait a minute, hold up, pause. Because I cannot say, well, I did this because you did this and and risk it all losing everything. I get that. Um, I want to talk about the effects it has on a person who cheated. Mm -hmm. And I'm just listening to your answers it feels like the same effects were on the opposite end. Um, finding out about your infidelity, it made me feel all of those things. Yet, being one who acted in infidelity, I felt all of those things. I felt lost mentally. I felt my heart. I didn't know how to feel. I felt confusion. I felt anger. I felt all of these things for my, towards myself and towards you. So it's crazy because the enemy has his hand all in that. You know, the Bible says God isn't the author of confusion. And it seems like just listening to you and just knowing how I felt that adultery caused nothing but confusion concerning our marriage. So I feel that this is a good point to kind of go into prayer and just pray for 
marriages that need restoration as well as marriages that just seem dead mm-hmm. to pray for them to come alive and um, just before we transition in a prayer i just want to know your final thoughts on adultery in a relationship um great first part of adultery dealing with it um i simply want to say this God can heal what we allow him to heal once we move out of the way. Yes. You can't do it in your own strength. It's not by power nor by might, but it's by the spirit of God that lives on the inside of us. The moment we move out of the way, God's able to take control. He's able to walk us through whatever it is that we need to walk through. And so we must lean not to our own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all our heart. I'll say it again. Lean not to your own ability to do it. Trust in God's ability to lead and navigate you. You need to come out of trying to do it in your own strength and power because it's it's failing because you keep trying to do it your way. Mm-hmm. God has a divine pattern and plan. Yeah. You just need to go ask. He knows the plans he has for us. Holy Spirit, can you help me navigate through this? But the reality is, and I'm, I'm we're done right here. Because my wife has to has to pray. The reality is, we don't pray enough. We don't have a relationship, intimacy with God, with Holy Spirit. He sent Holy Spirit to help us navigate through this life and his word and prayer and fasting. And we don't do these things and we become frustrated because God didn't give us a microwave fast food response when sometimes you may have to fast a couple days, lay it before his feet and have him deal with it. Deal with us. I didn't go to God and say, God, deal with my wife. I went in and said, God, why me? Help me. You need deal with me. And the moment I came to that realization, he dealt with me. All right, babe, pray. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Luke one thirty seven says for God nothing shall be impossible so we just declare that right now over everyone under the sound of our voice anyone dealing with any situation negative concerning their marriages any dead place in their marriages we speak the resurrection power of jesus christ over it now we thank you lord for your resurrection power and god we ask that you forgive us you forgive them you forgive whomever may be directly or indirectly involved in the death of a marriage god breathe life into marriages now in jesus name we command that all marriages come alive lord Lord, walk back into every second of marital life and heal the wounds that have been created by the enemy. Lord, today, breathe a life and life more abundantly into the foundations of every marriage. Make them whole in the name of Jesus and let all satanic forces contributing to the death and killing of marriages be paralyzed. Let all marriage killers be paralyzed. Let healing come forth, deliverance come forth, and the blessings of your hand be upon every marriage now in Jesus' name. Let all activities of household enemies of marriages be
be paralyzed. Let partners begin to have dreams and visions that will lead to the resurrection of their marriages. Allow people to fall in love again, fall in love with you and fall in love with each other, fall in love with their marriages. Let prosperity fall upon marriages and family unions now in the mighty name of Jesus and God arise and let the hell know that every home that has attempted to be scattered through infidelity, let it be whole now in Jesus name. So father tonight, we just pray God that you continue to heal and restore marriages all throughout the world. Every individual that will listen to this live yes. in Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for being a part of our podcast tonight. We look forward to um, adultery um, episode two. Um, it's going to be um, just a realization and bringing truth um, to why it's important to remain um, in covenant and walk through the the difficult, very difficult, very hard process and journey uh, of what it is to go through um a situation like adultery. Um, and so we thank you so much. If you have any prayer requests, if you have any conversations that you would like to talk to us about, go ahead and inbox us right now on Facebook, or you can inbox us on Instagram. We have Instagram and Facebook there at the pillow talking prayer podcast. And we're able to answer questions, comments, concerns. Um, if you would like to send in a letter to us or send in information to us that we're able to partner and pray with you, um, give us that opportunity to, to do so by sending in that information, um, at Pillow Talk and Prayer Podcast, Instagram and Facebook. Listen, we love you and we appreciate you guys so much. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you soon. Happy New Year.